Welcome to Code Talk, the podcast where we discuss building code and its impacts on residents and business owners in Fairfax County. Today we're talking about decks, one of the most common reasons that homeowners come to the county seeking a building permit, and it's the time of year, I guess, when people start thinking about decks and wanting to get out in the spring and the summer weather and enjoy it. Tell us about the ins and outs of properly getting a deck added to your home. We have Caleb Solzen, a supervising combination inspector with the Building Division of Land Development Services here with us today. Caleb, thanks for being on episode two of the podcast. Code Talk with us today. Thank you, Jim. It's a pleasure to be here. Absolutely. Glad to have you. Uh, Johnny was our, our, our victim, number one, <laughs> to get the podcast rolling. So uh, we appreciate uh, you being here. And again, we're, we're on episode two of Code Talk. And uh, thank you. But also thank you, a listener, for being with us and, and, uh, and enjoying this podcast. And if we could ask you a favor, go ahead and ask you now uh, to share this with anyone you think uh, might be interested in it, uh, friends, family, business associates or whatever, do us that uh, that solid, and it would be appreciated. But Caleb, let's talk about decks. We're in the we're in spring, even though sometimes the weather doesn't feel like it, and people start thinking about decks and getting out and enjoying them. Um, what are some of the things people should think about when they're considering a deck? Kind of a broad, general question to start, and then we'll kind of kind of narrow down. Yeah, well, when you think about a deck, you know, obviously one of the first considerations is that it would need a permit. So, mm-hmm. you know, contacting our office and, you know, starting that process of, you know, applying for the permit, you know, as well as checking with the zoning department because anytime you expand the footprint of your home, which the deck would expand oh, okay. the area, you know, extending it towards the property line, you want to make sure you're not going too far and violating the setbacks. Gotcha, gotcha. So I'm assuming a permit also means that you have to have plans. Yes, a plan is required. Um, however, we do offer an option of using our typical deck detail that we have available on our website in lieu of actually drawing out a full-scale plan. Hmm. And there's details included in that. So basically, it's an affidavit saying that if you agree to follow the details provided in that um, package or regulation that, you know, in lieu of drawing out your own plan, we would accept that. Okay. So this this tip, uh, typical deck details, it's a, like a pamphlet flyer on the mm-hmm. on the website, which is uh, fairfaxcounty.gov slash land development. Yes. And then if you just type in the search box, typical deck details, it'll pull up that. Okay. And it includes all of the details from footers to posts to beams and Joyce and all the sizing and spacing that would be required okay. based on the size of the deck. Are there some examples you could you could give me? I mean, um, f- specific like, items like, in the yeah. in the detail. Yes, yeah, so um, it it has span charts. So based on you know the size of the deck, if you know a typical deck say would be like twelve feet out away from the house by sixteen feet is a kind uh-huh. of a standard size you might see on the back of a townhouse. You know most townhomes maybe eighteen twenty feet wide. So you know a sixteen foot long deck on the back. And that's a, a pretty standard size. So the the span charts will tell you what size joist you would need mm. to span that 12 feet out from the house to the beam if the beam is placed at the outer edge of the deck so that it's sized properly to where when you have people standing on it, it won't collapse gotcha. or the joist okay. fail. 
Well, that typical deck details pamphlet publication, uh, that sounds like it could um, save residents some money and some aggravation time and that kind of thing, not actually having to, to, to do a full-fledged uh, uh, plan, if you will. Yeah, it, it is targeted towards homeowners. Um, you know, contractors use it as well because mm-hmm. it does include, you know, just simplified details to avoid having to design all of the, the parts themselves. It is, you know, limited to... Um, to one or two span decks, which would be if you have, you know, two spans between beams, so up to maybe a 20 or 24 foot long deck that's spanning with a beam at the house, and mm-hmm. one in the center and one on the outside, which would be what we consider two spans, gotcha. or a single span deck, you know, with just one span between the beams. Right. You know, anything that's larger or more complex or with multiple levels um, would require a specific plan because yeah. it gets more involved. Yeah, sound, sounds like it just as you're explaining <laughs> it, thinking, yeah, I, I think you'd want to plan once you kind of get that that complicated, if you will. You mentioned that you, you are required to have a, a permit. Where, where do I need to go to get that permit? All right. So the the permits office is located on the second floor of the Herity Building. Hmm. Um, the address is on the website as well. But you know, one two zero five five Government Center Parkway. Um, there at the Herity Building on the second floor with the permits counter. It's part of the Customer Technical Support Center. Hmm. Okay. Um, I'm I'm thinking about you know the deck building mm-hmm. this deck putting a deck onto my home. We've determined that I don't necessarily have to have a plan. There's the typical deck details that I could follow. I do need a, a permit. Is there any place else that I need to go, anyone else I need to kind of check in with before I, I start this this project of, of building a deck? Um, all of the departments would be accessible there through the Customer Technical Support Center. Okay. So the zoning and you know site reviews that may be needed, um, as well as the we have a walkthrough department that can review if you have drawn up your own plan they can review that there you know for you in that one visit gotcha. as well okay. um trying to make it as simple and yeah. easy as possible absolutely <laughs> and um and then also in some cases you know if there was if you're on a septic system i know there are some properties in the county that are, are on well and septic systems hmm. then you know you have to make sure that you have the proper clearances you're not building a deck over top of your septic field or gotcha. that type of thing okay um technical here for me, but are there certain documents, are there references of code that I need to be aware of when I'm, you know, going through this deck yeah, application so, process? Yes, it's all based on the 2012 Virginia Residential Code, hmm. and that's what the, the typical deck details are basically excerpts from the code, okay. as well as some additional requirements, and it does go a little above and beyond the actual specific code requirements because it is meant to be kind of an overarching document that would span a lot of variety of mm-hmm. options available so that you know it can be utilized as a single publication to cover multiple All applications. Right. Okay. Um, we've we've got the permit, you know, we've got mm-hmm. the plans or followed the typical deck details, you know, I've, I've gone through, I've gotten everything approved. What happens at that point? Once I, I get the approval on uh, on my on my permit, can, can I start? Can I can I go to work? Can I do it myself? Can I get my contractor going? Kind of kind of walk me through mm-hmm. what happens next. Yeah, once once your permit's been issued, then you're ready to start on you know actually constructing the project. You know, if you have an existing deck you're removing, then you can remove that and mm-hmm. then and start. Or if it's a, a new deck where you didn't have one before. Um, the first process, obviously, is starting with your, your footings. 
and um, digging those, and, and then those would need to be inspected. I was going to ask you, are, are there certain steps along the way that have to be inspected, or once it's built, you guys come out and inspect it? So. Yes. Yeah, so the, the footing is the is the first inspection. Okay. So, you know, we would check to make sure that the the soil is solid and you know it's going to have a good foundation for the deck so it doesn't sink or settle over time. Hmm. And you know, at that time also, we would typically check to make sure that where the deck is going to be connected to the house on the house band that there's solid material to be able to connect to that's going to support it because okay. if the house isn't structurally designed to be able to support the deck attachment, then an additional beam would need to be provided mm-hmm. at the house to support that end of the deck. Okay. So at least one inspection that, that we know about the footings. Mm-hmm. Are there other inspections through the process or just one at the beginning, one at the end? Um, well, it, it depends. You know, if you have a deck that's low to the ground, we would need to do an additional framing inspection in the middle. But if it's oh. a deck that's high enough off the ground to where you can walk underneath it and look at it, okay. then we can check the framing and do the final inspection. Those are the three inspections that are required is the footing, the framing, and the final for okay. the deck. Okay. So it, you know, if, if everything's visible to where the inspector can come out, you know, let's say it's, again, on an example of a townhouse, we see a lot of those where it may be at the main level, maybe there's a walkout basement level beneath it, and the inspector can walk around and see everything from beneath the deck, then he could perform the framing and mm. um, final inspection at the same All time. At the same time. How, how long should I plan? I mean, I can't just give you guys a call and say, you know, I'm ready, come on over, and you guys will be there in 30 minutes. I mean, what kind of time frame are we looking at to for the process of getting inspections, and then how long does it take to actually do an inspection? So we offer next day inspections. Oh, wow. So, you know, if you called in, it's next business day. Um, so if you called in on, on a Wednesday, you could schedule your inspection for the following day on Thursday. Wow. And um, each when we distribute the inspections to the inspectors each morning, then they set a time with a two-hour time window when they anticipate being able to arrive. That's a, an estimated time of arrival, and their schedule could change throughout the mm-hmm. day. Sure. But, you know, they try to keep, you know, in contact to let you know, hey, it looks like I'm going to be running later. Right, right, you right. Know, and so if they said, you know, gave you a time frame of, you know, say 10 to 12 to arrive, then, you know, you could expect them to arrive within that two-hour window. And typically for a deck, you know, a basic deck, you take – you know, five to ten minutes to look it over. If there's more complex features or, you know, they would need to inspect or if mm-hmm. there's something that's not quite right that they need to be able to detail in their report, it could right. add a little time. And you, you mentioned a couple of things like the, how the deck attaches to the house, you know, the footings and those kind of things. Are, are those some of the more common things that inspectors are looking for? Or what exactly are you looking for when you're when you're looking at a deck. Yeah, so so a couple of things like starting with the footing inspection that you're looking for is um, obviously you, you don't want to have utilities running through them. You know, in some of these mm-hmm. tight lots, like with a townhouse or a small lot, you could have a power line or a water line running in the location where the footing is located. So it's also our recommendation of you know at any time before you dig to call Miss Utility and get it marked to make sure that you're not gonna put yourself at or whoever's doing the work at danger. Right. And so we look for that and if there's something running through it, you, the footing may need to be relocated, you know, to avoid that, that utility. And I guess that's a good point. That's the reason you want to do that 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 footing inspection before it gets too much further. So in case something needs to be redone, you haven't gone through this whole building process. Correct. Yeah. yeah. It's much easier when it's just a hole in the ground than right. you already have the deck built. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> um 
Are there um, common violations that you see on the deck? Yeah. Th- yes. The um, the connection to the house is is one thing that you know, and, th- and it's very critical because if it's not co- yeah. connected properly and it pulls away, then it collapses. Especially with people on the deck, then you know it c- can be quite serious you know, as far as injuries or potentially fatal even. Um, and so that there's a number of things that have been added in the code and in the typical deck details regarding the connection to make sure that the the deck doesn't pull away. Mm-hmm. You know, in in previous editions of the code, they may have only been, you know, nailed or just used lag screws to, to hold the deck to the band, but without really checking what they were attaching to. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you have brick veneer on the house or something that's not going to structurally support it, if it's just thin OSB or plywood on the band of the house, that's not substantial enough to structurally support a deck connection. Sure. Yeah. So in that point, you'd have to build a freestanding deck, is what we call it, where the deck is totally supported on its own with posts and beams and uh-huh. not, you know, bearing on the house. Gotcha. Okay. Um, so that's one thing that we would check. Another thing would be the guardrail and handrail systems and the, the connections there. Um, that's another, you know, major cause of injuries on decks is a mm. failure of a guard system, someone leaning on a guardrail and it collapses yeah. or and allows them to fall off of the deck and, you know, causes injuries. Um, and then more minor, you know, issues as far as, you know, typically if you've gone through and done your sizing correctly, it wouldn't be an issue ahead of time. But, you know, if a joist or a beam was undersized or mm. wasn't properly attached or didn't have a hanger or right, a bolt right. or... Gotcha. Um, so another um, issue would be um, stairs. You know, if the okay. stairs aren't built, if the um, risers are too steep, if they're too tall of steps, or right. if they're not deep enough to actually be able to put your foot on right, them, that creates right. slip and fall hazards as well. Wow. Okay. Um, you know, that you don't want to fall going down the steps, especially yeah. this time of year when there's potentially ice on the yeah. steps. Decks are uh, kind of complicated. Doesn't seem like <laughs> doesn't seem like they should be, be, be that much, but there's a lot to think about. Um Kind of a, an awkward question, but if if I'm a homeowner and, you know, I'm going through this process, h- how do I know that the inspector from the county um, is qualified to determine if my deck's safe? <laughs> yeah, well, all the inspectors are required to obtain eight certifications. I believe you talked about that yeah. the last time with Johnny. And um, so there's a lot of training that goes into you know, preparing them to be able to perform the inspections as well as the experience that they gain from, you know, we, we inspect many decks, so that all the inspectors have quite a bit of experience looking at decks and, you know, using the code. So between the training that, that they're provided, the certifications they obtain, and then um, just having the code as a reference to be able to ensure that it that what is built, yeah. you know, on that deck matches and meets the requirements sure. in the code. Okay. Um, I've got the deck built. You guys have been out two times or three times, depending mm-hmm. on, on the scenario, mm-hmm. and, and you've you've checked off on it. It's good to go. Um, is that it? Or is there any follow-up inspection or anything to ensure maintenance or that type of thing? Or once my deck is up, I'm... Once the deck's completed and we approve the final inspection, the permit's closed, and that's the... The last, we don't have any kind of a, a program where we would come around proactively and, gotcha. and check or inspect it. But if the homeowner had concerns about it, they could call to have it looked at, um, especially within the first two years after a, a deck is completed, then they could contact, if, the, if a violation or something that's deficient is discovered, they could contact our post-occupancy inspections division 
of land development services, and they could come out and do a report on any potential deficiencies that mm. were, were created. Um, beyond that point, it would go to code compliance um, if there was a property maintenance issue or something that was deteriorating. And right. Then they would determine if a permit was needed to maybe make some repairs, mm-hmm. corrections to update the deck. Okay. We've been talking about decks. We're in that time of year, spring, getting close to summer. Everybody wants to be outside, and people want to put decks on their homes and townhouses and on their properties and enjoy the the outdoors. But there are things that you you need to think about, and we've been talking with Caleb Solzen, Supervising Combination Inspector with the Building Division of Land Development Services. And, Caleb, I I asked Johnny this uh, in the last uh, episode, but uh, you're a Supervising Combination Inspector. Inspector. So what does that mean? And kind of give us a, a quick uh, day in the life of Caleb. What do you, what do, you do? <laughs> well, as, as a supervisor, as we, you know, take the inspections that are scheduled for the day, like I said, we schedule inspections for the next day. And typically anywhere from about 450 to 500 inspections on a daily basis that we wow. perform just on residential structures as well as since they're combination inspectors, we also do commercial inspections as well. And there's typically anywhere from 150 to 200 inspections on commercial structures. So A day? Per day, yes. Wow. So we d- distribute those inspections between the inspectors, you know, and be able to try to make it as even as possible so that they can accomplish all the, you know, get all the inspections performed that day because the next day we're going to have Another. the same, <laughs> same load of inspections again. Wow. So we do that as well as training new inspectors and, you know, just, you know, monitoring the, you know, any calls or complaints that may yeah. come in and, you know, just trying to make sure everything's running smoothly. Yeah. That's incredible. I had no idea you guys did that many inspections on a daily basis. That's just yeah. that's just amazing. Yeah, well, we've got a lot of citizens here in Fairfax County, and it's a, it's a growing area, and there's yeah. a lot of you know, economic development going on, yeah. so we're privileged to be a part of that. And, and a lot of decks going to be built in the next several months, I'm sure, so we'll be, uh, be looking at those. Last 30 seconds or so, any final thought, anything you want our listeners to know about uh, putting a deck on their property? Um, just basically, you know, if you, you know, want to do it yourself, then one of the easiest things to do is to follow the typical deck details. And if you do choose to hire a contractor, it, we recommend that they make sure that they hire someone who's licensed and insured and, you know, maybe check some references or previous projects before hiring somebody to yeah. perform work on their home. Good advice. Good advice. Caleb, thanks for uh, being with us on this episode of Code Talk. If you'd like to uh, find out more, you can go to fairfaxcounty.gov and search decks. If you're interested in that typical deck details pamphlet material that's, uh, that's on the county website, just search for typical deck details. For more on land development services, you can go to fairfaxcounty.gov slash land development. And to reach the building division, call 703-631-5101 or email ldsbdmail at fairfaxcounty.gov. You've been listening to Code Talk, produced by the Fairfax County, Virginia government.